Ralph. How's it going? Hey, Yvonne. I'm doing great. How about you? I am doing absolutely fantastic. I am so excited about our guest today. What do you think? I am too. I I really am. And and I I know we say that a lot, but I really am excited here. (laughs) That's right. Every single time we say how excited we are for our guest and we talk about how much we love them. This is someone that I just met a week ago at a conference in San Antonio. She's a young risk professional. So she's our first young interview on this podcast. And Raphael and I are so excited because it's something, if you've been listening to us for a while, we do mention quite a bit that we hope that there are young professionals listening if they're trying to figure out their way. And we're just so happy to have um, come to know this young, young lady. Her name is Clarissa Hadley. She's in the Dallas, Texas area, and she currently works for, shout out to Catherine Benavides Injury Management Organization. They were lucky to find Clarissa, and we're so happy that they did. So you ready, Ralph? I'm ready. Let's go. Here we go. Let's talk to Clarissa. Hey there, Yvonne Guibert here. Hey there, Rafael Gonzalez here. How you doing, Ralph? I am doing great, Yvonne. How about you? How's it going with you? Well, I don't know about you, but I'm super excited to talk to our guest today. This is somebody that neither one of us know very well because I just met this young lady last week. So Clarissa, hello, how are you? Hello, I am doing well. I'm so happy to be here with you all. Awesome. So introduce yourself and what company you work for, and then we're going to dive in. Okay. So my name is Clarissa Hadley. I work for Injury Management Organization, which is the managed care group. Um, We do things, various things from telephonic case management, field case management. Uh, We have our own uh, 1305 MedSelect network in Texas. Um, We also do utilization view, things like that. And so there I am a client manager in, um, in business development as well. Awesome. And I think everybody knows by now that Raphael and I are in Tampa, Florida, but Clarissa, where are you joining us from? So I actually live in Denton, Texas, but the IMO office is in Plano. So I'm up here in Dallas area. Awesome. And so I just met you last week at a conference in San Antonio. So thank you so much for jumping on with us so quickly. And I'm I'm super excited to get to know you better and talk about uh, what we're going to talk about today. So before we do that, though, we always like to start off our podcast on a fun note. So I'd like you to share with us and our listeners, what is the last thing that made you laugh out loud? So the last thing that had me laughing until I'm crying, because those are so hard to get, right? I laugh until you're actually crying. So I actually had this happen about two weeks ago. Uh, me and my boyfriend, Josh, were walking our dog, Levi. He's a three-year-old German shepherd lab around our apartment complex. And they just built a playground at the back of it. Actually extremely unsafe to have a playground at the back of a complex where people aren't usually watching, but they had this weird, um, this weird thing that was almost like shaped like a flower. And I sat in it for a second and I was like, oh no, this is not, this is not good. Uh, because it, what it did was it spun you around at an uneven uh, balance. So hmm. it wasn't like an even circular spin. It was like an uneven, like oh, kind of wow. like you're on an infinity sign. 
Well, Josh got on it and decided to spin himself until he was just super, super dizzy. And I decided to have the dog in one hand and have my phone in the other. And I'm recording him as he's getting off it. Cause I'm like, Oh, he's going to be super dizzy. It's just, it's going to be funny. Well, he was so dizzy that he literally could not control how he was walking. And there is an eight inch, eight to 10 inch drop from the playground to the concrete. So he fell and got a broken toe. Oh, no. yes, yes. And I feel so horrible because I'm just like, cannot help him. I couldn't even stop him because I had one phone and one, I have a phone in one hand and the dog in the other. I couldn't even stop him from falling. Um, yeah, so it was a pretty bloody walk back home. Oh, and no. he does martial arts, so kind of hasn't been able to do that. <laughs> He's walking oh, around no. with a buddy tape toe. So that I sent it to my friends and like everyone's like, you gotta send this video off. Like you can make some money off of it. And I'm like, oh, I just feel too bad. Um, but that was the last time I was I was laughing because I was crying. So well, I'm sorry that your boyfriend had to suffer the <laughs> But talking about risk and everything, come on. He built a playground, a back of a complex with a 10 inch drop from the gravel to the ground. I mean, I I know, yeah, we shouldn't have been playing on it. We're grown adults, but a little kid, an eight-year-old, 10-year-old could have been back there playing and just got just as hurt, if not more. Uh, Yeah. So I've I've contemplated writing something to the apartments of like, you probably should take this little thing out of it because clearly it's not safe but it's dangerous wow (laughs) well well i I hope your boyfriend is on the mend and we'll be back to to normal uh real soon yes so did did you end up just laughing out loud hysterically at him instead of helping him up oh yeah oh yeah absolutely i i and i felt so bad but i all i could do is laugh and then i'm also a nervous laugher anyways so that doesn't help that I was also nervous because I was worried, oh my gosh, he's probably hurt right now. And then I just kept laughing even more. So, so are you going to share the video? I can, I will definitely send it to you if you want to watch it. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was just wondering, have you shared it on, uh, it'll probably go viral if you put it out on TikTok or something. Wa- well, I don't do TikTok because I know it could be a dark hole of taking up my time, but I definitely would consider sharing it. We should. I I gravitate towards those like I always tell people like it's good to watch like funny videos you know like during the day just to kind of break up and like get a mental break and I tend to go for those ones where it's like just crazy things where people are doing something fall down and like or you know just something like you're talking about happens I don't know why they seem so humorous but they are (laughs) it's like it's like you can see the thing that's going to happen you can see it coming Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Thank you for sharing. And um, so now we're going to dig into a little bit more, you know, so this is a podcast. We typically talk about workers' compensation, but listeners, we're going to take a little bit of a, a little different twist today because Clarissa is part of a really interesting group called the Young Risk Professionals. So we're going to talk about that and get into that. But before we do, Clarissa, tell us what you studied in school. What was it that you wanted? What is it that you thought you were going to do, you know, as far as, you know, studying and, and, you know, after college, what were you thinking you were going to do? So I think we all kind of go through this phase where we start college. We think we're going to do one thing and then we end up doing a completely different one. So um, I did my associates in Pasadena, Texas at San Jacinto College and then finished that. 
and transferred out to Texas Women's University in Denton, where I completed my undergraduate in biology. Um, originally, I was going to do something where I worked in a hospital lab, but then I realized that was I'm very extroverted. And then I realized I don't want to just be stuck in a room all day, hitting buttons and watching vials. So um, talked to my advisor. And so she recommended switching to biology, graduated eight months sooner. And then I immediately started my graduate program, which was health systems management and business administration at Texas Women's in Dallas. Um, and through that program, I knew I always wanted to be in healthcare in some way. And I, I kind of saw myself as a good leader. So I thought, well, why not try to, you know, do the healthcare administration route? So I started that route right out of college. I went to, after I got my undergrad and worked through grad school, I um, helped manage a family practice urgent care center. And through the course of working there, we saw a lot of workers comp. And I never really thought that I would end up in workers comp working very heavily in it now. Um, but at the time I was at the family practice, I was there for about three and a half, four years. It just got really chaotic. And for a young, yeah, I think I was maybe 24, 25 year old, having to constantly be on call all the time for a staff of 40 to 50 people was just really hard. Um, and so I decided to just put my resume out there and I actually sent it to IMO and they held my resume for a year because they liked my skill set. And then they called me a year later, um, just kind of saying, hey, we just want to come in and meet you. We, you know, we don't really know what it'll fruition come to fruition to, but we just want to come in and meet you. You have an interesting skill set. We're kind of looking for consulting in these areas. We might think you'd be a good fit. And I came in and interviewed did three interviews, and then they wound up creating a role for me just because they wanted me as part of their team. So that was really awesome. I started there as a integrated project manager, and then now I am a client manager and in a senior business development manager as well. And we do work comp, and I, I love it because um, I know the other side of things. I know how the provider's offices work, um, how they run, and now I know the other side where we're the managed care company watching everything A to Z, you know, from the start of getting them to the correct doctor to the start to the end of closing out their case. So. Wow. That's awesome. So, and how are you feeling now that you've landed in that space? I love it. Um, and maybe I'm biased because I, you know, I work for a great company that values servant leadership. But I know that every day in some form or fashion, IMO, someone at IMO is making an impact on someone's life for the better. Someone who's been hurt at work and doesn't want to feel that way anymore. You know, they want to feel normal again. And someone at IMO is helping, whether it's our field case manager going with them to an appointment to explain everything to the injured employee or, you know, their therapy got approved and they're great because they can keep doing their therapy. Or, you know, they just didn't even know where to go get a doctor and they called us and we picked up the phone and helped them and explained the process to them. So it's a very scary time for people. I personally have never been injured at work, but I can imagine if I was, it's very scary. There's so much unknown and there has always been, you know, this horrible stigma of there's so much red tape with workers comp. And mm. so I'm just glad that I work for a company <laughs> that really tries to break through that red tape and really tries to help our injured employees. That's awesome. Well, Ralph, this is our dream come true. Normally we really talk to is, folks that have been in the industry for so many decades. We don't even want to say it, but <laughs> here we have a young professional who's 
come into the industry and is loving her job. We seldom get to talk to somebody, you know, who recently entered the industry and who's making her way through it. So this is really fun. This is uh, so unusual for us. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. I just love it. Um, So tell me, you know, at these early stages of your career, right? I I, want to maybe capture today. Give me what you think the future for Clarissa is going to be all about. Like, what do you see yourself five years, 10 years, 15 years, you know, within this comp industry, if, if you know, I, I, and I think you, you like it enough that you would probably want to stay in it. Absolutely. My intention is to stay in it. Um, just because, you know, there are so many seasoned professionals, especially in the Texas workers comp uh, realm, and there's a lot of openings going to come up. I, I foresee that happening. It also makes me a little scared because I feel like there's a lot more exiting than coming in. Um, because for workers comp, you have to have just like, it's not like all the fun in the world, right? You have to make it fun and you have to find the joy in the small things. Um, and a lot of times younger people always want to chase the money. And that's not necessarily what's happening in what, what I do and what we do. Um, in the work comp field in Texas. So my goal for five years would definitely be, I would love to be a VP. I hope it's at IMO. I really do. Um, They're training me up a lot. So I definitely see that that could happen. And I just hope I can grow in my leadership skills that way. Um, But ultimately, you know, one of my goals kind of was to try to run the state's workers comp programs. Um, I actually talked to Steven Fulbrook at our higher ed conference that we had. And I said, do I have to have a law degree to have your job one day? And he said, no. And I said, okay, good. Cause I don't think I'm going to go to law school. Um, <laughs> but I would just love to be part of something bigger because IMO actually used to have the state office of risk management in our, in our med select network. And there were so many cases of, you know, things that happen across the board to state employees, whether it was troopers or, you know, uh, prison prison guards and things like that. And I feel like, you know, it's such a crucial thing that we need in Texas. Um, and he's doing a wonderful job. And I just kind of think, well, maybe I could get there. Maybe I could get there one day. So it would mean moving to Austin, but I would be okay with that. Um, but we'll see, we'll see if the next 10, 15 years leave me there. Um, or if I am, just, you know, I am so lovely. I could see myself there forever as well. Um, just growing with them and and learning more and being under Catherine, who is uh, the president and CEO of it, is just phenomenal and amazing. So I don't know. Well, we'll see how it goes, but I'm pretty happy trucking along and I'll just uh, take things as they go. Oh, my gosh. Yvonne, I, I, I'm so giddy. I'm so excited. I, um, so first, I want to say kudos to Injury Management Organization because how wonderful of them to have noticed what we're learning about you. You are amazing. I love your energy. I love your passion. I love your smile. I love the openness with which, you know, you've come to our industry. I love your service mindset and making a difference in people's lives. It's awesome. It is incredible. It's exactly what we need in our industry. It's, it's the kind of energy right, that we need so badly. So kudos to them that they found you, recognized you, (laughs) and made a decision for you. I'm serious about that. 
And then I'm so incredibly proud of you because you've got it right. Shoot for the stars, right? This is a time in your life to learn, to prepare. And then, I mean, literally, the, 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 the stars are the limits here for you. Um, and you do. You have all the capability, all the skill set to, to lead this company and probably beyond, right? To lead a, a, a workers' comp system like you've indicated already. So I am, I am so enthused. Yvonne, what a find. Oh my God, I'm so glad you guys well, met and I'm so glad that you brought her. <laughs> I cannot take credit. It's all Clarissa because she came up to me, introduced herself to me. I was sitting at the, the Work Home Central, was at this event that UT System put on, the Higher Education Risk Management Conference in San Antonio. And so I was at the CEU desk and Clarissa came up and we got to talking and I mentioned the podcast. And so the rest is, this is why we're here, but it was mm-hmm. all Clarissa because she was, um, you said you're an extrovert. So like I said, she put herself out there, came up and introduced me and here we are. I love it. So we're going to have to do this periodically with you, Clarissa, so that we can see where are you along the way? Yeah. What are you doing next? Like, oh my gosh, I can, I can see such amazing and wonderful things in your career and your future. You're awesome. Yeah. And there's so many, as we've discovered on the podcast and as we know, because we've been in this industry forever, um, there's so many different facets and avenues and little, you know, sideways jaunts you can take that are so fascinating and interesting. Uh, there's so many different layers. And so I agree with Ralph, the sky's the limit and you just need to keep shooting, um, you know, for what you want. And I'm sure Catherine's great. Um, it was great to see her. And, um, I, I just think it's, uh, it's awesome that, um, you're there and enjoying, uh, the work. So that's the, that's the biggest part. A lot of people, Ralph and I joke all the time with our kids. He's got two sons. I've got two daughters. They're like, oh, workers comp, keep me away. No, no, no. You know? <laughs> so it does have that um, negative connotation that sort of um, hangs around a lot. I want to get into one of the reasons we wanted to chat today is because you told me um, when we met, that you are part of the Young Risk Professionals Organization. Yes, yes. So tell us about that. And then, uh, so just tell us what it is, and then we'll we'll go from there. Okay. So Young Risk Professionals is a uh, group that began in 2013. We call it YRP for short. So you'll probably hear me saying YRP throughout the rest of the conversation. But it began in 2013, and it actually started with just five members in the Dallas area. Uh, one of the members, uh, one of the founding members was Catherine's daughter, Rachel. Um, so she grew it in 2013. They started with five members. And really what they wanted to do was have a group of young, young risk professionals, kind of in the categories of risk managers, brokers and agents, underwriters, students that were 21 and up, um, providers, managed care, which would be the bucket I'd fall into, um, TPAs employers, safety, loss control people. So they wanted to bring these types of professionals together in a young group setting because at the time, Dallas really didn't have anything like that. Um, That was really geared towards young people and was very inclusive of everyone in the risk field, no matter where they were at in it. Um, There are other groups out there, but they're kind of um, very 
very like exclusive to the certain thing that you do, you know, if you're an all lines agent or things like that. And those are some things that I'm not, so I wouldn't be able to be part of them, but they started this group 2013 and to today it has grown just from Dallas. Now it's in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, Atlanta, Birmingham, Charlotte, Nashville, South Florida, Twin Twin Cities, and Washington, D.C. So just from five people getting together in 2013 saying, hey, we want a group of some young people that are in risk so that we can be with some people that are our age and talk about the things that we're going through, um, it grew into this. So YRP mainly focuses on networking, education, and mentoring. So those are our three pillars that we kind of stand on. Um, and what we do with each of those, of course, networking, we could, you know, throw, put socials together where we get people together for education. We'll try to get um, in CEs and then, you know, just speakers on various topics of things that are happening in the industry. And then for networking, we actually um, keep in contact with our local uh, Gamma Iota Sigma chapters, which are the risk. It's like the risk management fraternity sorority thing in the college's Um, And we go speak to them. We host panels with them. We actually just did one at TCU last week where we went out to TCU and talked to um, some of their students in their chapter just about how life is in the insurance world at the age that we're at. And for college students who are 22, they enjoy that talking to someone who is maybe in their late 20s, early 30s about what's potentially going to be me in the next six, seven, eight years versus maybe someone who is far older. So that we like Ralph and I, mind. like Ralph and I, you can say it. <laughs> <laughs> we like to call, call the older ones ORP, old risk professionals. But, <laughs> um, but we do things like that and we just, we bring people together and that are, and we don't charge. I have to say, it's probably the big point here is that a lot of other organizations do charge um, and we do not put a fee. You can join on our website, super easy. Be a part of us, follow us on LinkedIn, and you can just come to the events and we're not going to charge you to be a part of us. Um, and we just we just love being a young group that gets together and we've grown in chapters across the U.S. So it's pretty exciting. That is exciting. That's awesome. So can can old dogs like Yvonne and I join too? Yes, yes. I always say age is just a number anyways, uh, but hey. absolutely. You can join. We don't can... act. We don't act our age at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to join it. I am. I'm, yes. I'm really, oh my God. How exciting. I love that. That's so really, great. even though we say we like to keep it at under 40, anybody and everybody is welcome to come. We're not going to, we're not definitely not going to hold that over anyone's head or anything. So the more the merrier, in my opinion, and Part of the mentoring thing is, is even for us, I would love to see some older people come in to even mentor us, even though we're, you know, late 20s, early 30s, most of our board, it would still be good for us to have a mentor as well that knows the industry far more than what we do. How exciting. Oh my gosh. How awesome. I know my, my wheels are already spinning. You know, I've got a marketing background, so I'm already thinking, okay, anyway. This is really awesome. Me too. Like, wow. And I mean, I, and I love the fact that, you know, from five members in Dallas to now all these other states and all these chapters, I mean, what an incredible thing to, have you been a part of it since the very beginning? 
No, um, I, I started in risk probably in about 2018. Um, and Catherine just kept saying, you need to join uh, YRP, you need to join YRP. I'm like, I don't really know what it is. Um, so in 2019 is when I found out what they were, started attending some events. And then I came on the board January of 2020. Um, and due to COVID, a lot of us have extended our board terms. So what should have been a two-year has now been a three-year, but we've actually changed our bylaws to make it just a one-year, which I think will be better for everyone because it is a lot of time. It is quite a bit of time commitment for us, you know, outside of our jobs to dedicate time to YRP and make sure that every month we've got an event going on. Uh, next month is our golf tournament, which is super huge. Um, in the Dallas area, we're going to have 144 golfers, which is the biggest we've ever had. Um, yeah, here in Dallas at Brookhaven on May 9th. So, um, super exciting, but also super great that so many companies are supporting us, um, because we are a nonprofit, um, we rely on sponsorships. So a lot of these companies are coming out and supporting us. A lot of them have members. Some of them are just learning who we are. So we are super excited that um, we're kind of, you know, post COVID because COVID hurt us a little bit, you know, it was hard for us to get events going, get people out post COVID. We're hoping like this will really be a great Kickstarter event to really get the fire back and uh, get more people that really want to be involved with us. So. Well, we are definitely, I'm hoping that our listeners, I know there's several listeners are going to be like, Oh my gosh, we've got to make connections here and there. So uh, share the, so the it's young risk professionals. I'm looking at the the website now. We'll we'll include the link in the description of the podcast. But it's yrpimpact.org, and yeah. folks, you know, share this, connect, get involved, and um, it's going to be fun to see what happens. I know for a fact that we can help bring this out west to California. Um, lots of folks out there. So um, super exciting. I'm just yeah. really thrilled. Yes, yrpimpact.org. Just go to the join uh, link at the top, and then you can pick what chapter you want to join. If you maybe travel um, and you're in various cities a lot, you can join more than one. Um, also, you can follow us on LinkedIn. Each chapter has their own LinkedIn. So it'd be Young Risk Professionals of Georgia if you were trying to find the Atlanta oh, wow. chapter. If you're trying to find uh, Texas, it would be all of us share one. So Young Risk Professionals of Texas. Um and then if you are interested, because you mentioned California, if there is an interest to start a chapter in your city or state, because you have quite a few of young risk professionals and you just want a way to like get everyone together, um, let us know. Our national board is on the website as well. You can certainly reach out to someone on the national board and they can kind of give you the steps on how they, we would help you, you know, set up your chapters. Awesome. Very good. So, um, so you guys get together, you have social events, people can go to the website. What else do you want people to know about this organization? I just counted, by the way, 11 chapters. So in 2013, five people in Dallas, and it's now 11 chapters. That's incredible. It, it truly is. When I, when I think about it and anyone starting an organization, wow. I just think about the time and energy that those five people, and then they grew it on had to put in. And originally it was only in Texas. And then I'm not sure how the conversations happened. We'd have to, you know, link in with the national board and figure out how they grew it even more, but to just be in other states and cities and Atlanta chapter is doing amazing. Um, 
it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. I, what I would like people to know about YRP is, um, we just really need the industry support. And when I say that, you know, this is wonderful. I'm doing this podcast, but just to have more industries aware of us, you know, the big names out there, the AIGs, the, um, travelers, the Corvells, and that's what I'm doing at conferences a lot is I'm kind of wearing two hats. I'm going around with a YRP hat saying, Hey, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. And a lot of them don't know, but it would be nice if we could get them to know who we were even on a national level so that we would have their support. They would, you know, kind of their young people in their organization kind of push them to us and let us, you know, help mentor them, help educate them, help, help get their people skills going. Um, whatever that we can do to help them as well. And then because we are no cost, anyone who's fresh out of college, you know, you're barely starting to make money and to turn around and spend a $200 fee to a certain group is kind of hard to do. And so for us to be no cost, but you get linked up with people who are in your area that are young and doing what you're doing, I think is just absolutely incredible. So if we could find a way to try to educate ourselves more on a, on a national level to more of these companies so that we get their support as well. And they can kind of send us their um, employees to join us. Absolutely. It'd be great. I've got so many ideas. I can't even contain them all or like my head's like spinning right now. Um, yeah. So <laughs> lots of stuff to do at conferences, lots of ways to get, um, you know, the companies involved. I mean, I'm thinking there's like sponsorships and stuff. It'd be great for companies to like maybe help um, support a particular chapter, um, or bring up, you know, chapters in the state, that would be awesome. Yes. And they can. Um, and that's something that some chapters are doing really well at and some, you know, aren't just because, you know, with COVID, a lot of companies, um, funds have been cut as well. So, you know, unfortunately an organization like ours would probably be the first one that they're like, Oh, okay, we're not going to do that. Um, so we're just trying to build that up so that we can get more sponsorship because there's a lot of things that we want to do. Like we want a whole new website, but you know, to get a whole new website, you have to have the funds to do it. So it's just kind of, it's so many things that we want to do. We're just so limited, but I believe with the resources that we have and the great members and board members that we have, we are definitely doing great things regardless. So that's why we in Dallas put on a golf tournament um, each year. This will be our fourth one. But let me tell you, it is a lot of work. It is of a lot course, of work to sure put on is. a golf tournament. And yeah, kudos yeah. to our president, Josh. He's he's been doing this for four years now. He's put on the golf tournament, and it is a lot. You know, trying to get sponsorships, trying to get making sure that people are signed up, uh, advertising for it. So, just a lot. So uh, we try to do what we can with what we have. Um, but we would love to see this grow into something bigger and better. I'm sure it will. You mentioned, you mentioned it's kind of a scary time because you said you thought there are more people leaving than there are coming in. I can tell you, and Ralph, you can uh, jump in on this too. Since I've been in this industry, they've been talking about everybody's old and it's going to be leaving. So, I mean, I've been hearing it for 20, 20 years, at least for, you know, in, in the time that I've been, but I would say, yes, for sure. The, the pandemic has accelerated some of that movement but it's not the first time we've heard it. So we definitely have to pull all of our efforts and uh, focus on getting uh, smart, young people like you into the industry. What do you think, Ralph? Oh my gosh. So yeah, you're absolutely right, Yvonne, right? We've, we've been hearing about these issues for the longest time and it's true. 
right? That there are more folks our age living the living the industry altogether, uh, retiring um, than folks are coming in. So this is a real need. This is a, you know from from a selfish perspective of making sure that we're serving clients. This is this is right on point. So Yvonne, you and I have. You know, we, we've got a social media following. I, I want to do all I can to awaken our listeners and our followers to this organization, see if we can get, make it happen uh, on a national scale, see if we can make it uh, help them grow it. What do you think? I think so. So I know that. Um, so we were talking at the table at the conference. And so I know Texas Prima wants to have a link to this podcast and their whatever newsletter is coming up next. So that'll be one thing. And Ralph and I, Ralph has a giant social media following. I have a medium social media following um, and we have a growing following with just our podcast. So we will definitely put it out there. And again, listeners, reach out to the organization, find your chapter that's closest to you, reach out to the folks and get involved because I'm just super excited about, you know, like, like, Raphael said, Clarissa's energy is so amazing. Um, she's a go-getter. She's smart. Um, just really cool. Can't wait to see what happens. Me too. Gosh, we need folks like Clarissa in our industry, caring, smart, brilliant. I mean, I'm, I'm really so excited. This is, this is awesome. Where we generally tend to, you know, tend to talk to folks who've been at it 25, 30 plus years. What, what a, I don't know, fresh air, you know, fresh air. <laughs> what a great conversation. And I mean, no offense to the folks that we know, like I said, we're all getting up there in years, but I think it would be really awesome to start hearing from the young perspective, like at some of our conferences and stuff, it would really be refreshing to hear from their vantage point, um, what their thoughts are on some of the issues that we're facing and the challenges that we're facing. Totally agree. We, we know we have not, we haven't done as good a job as we could have regarding that specific point. And, and we know, you know, that there's a lot that we've gotten wrong over the years, right? That, that a new generation is calling out and saying, uh, you could have done this a little bit better. And we need that. We need that in order to, to improve, to get better, to serve our clients better. So I, I what a great idea, Yvonne. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm going to say a shout out to some folks that we know. So there's a group, Clarissa, called The Transitions. And I think that would be a great place to start. They are some folks that Ralph and I know very well. And um, they started about a year ago. I'm going to say like, um, I don't know. They started started getting together uh, the first year of the pandemic. And I think they launched in 2021. I might have my dates wrong, but they put together presentations and they have an active mentoring component. So I think it would be a beautiful thing to have the young risk professionals um, hook up with the transitions group. And I know, so Dr. Claire Musselman that we met, Clarissa at um, the event there, uh, she's part of that group, a good friend of ours, Mark Pugh, um, uh, several other individuals, or not, I'm, I can't remember other names right now, but you know, there's a good, good group of folks that started that up and they're doing great things as well with bringing educational topics to the forefront and ways for people to get, you know, um, paired up with mentoring, both people like Raphael and I mentoring folks um, that are younger and also for younger professionals to come there and get, you know, if they want to be mentored, they can sign up and, and they'll match them up with somebody. And, and it's all free as far as I understand. Oh, that's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah.
So what else, Ralph? What can we ask Clarissa before we let her go? We're going to have to wrap it up. So I, I want to know a little bit about considering, you know, the time that you've been involved in our industry here. Um, what are your thoughts? How are we doing? How are we treating injured workers? Where are we failing? Where are we doing great? Like what, what improvements do you see immediately that the system can, you know, can participate in? Oh, goodness. I think one of the things we could probably improve in would just be maybe the um, technology component of it. I don't know what that would really look like, but I always think there could be an improvement for it. Like, I'm just so excited that the Texas uh, Texas changed their DWIC 73, which was our return to work form. Finally got it a lot better, all cleaned up. And there's just small things like that that can continue to improve. Um, as far as technology goes, whether it's the fixing of a form or going uh, that direction. Some things that we are doing well, I guess I'm just so slightly biased because I work for a great company, but um, I think that, you know, just bringing the injured employee to um, the heart of it. And as I just went to the higher ed conference and listened to um, Claire speak, Dr. Muslim speak. And so it was amazing how she just reminded us that injured employees are people too. And you have to bring them to the heart of it. So many times we're making all of these um, justifications for them regarding, you know, ODG or things like that. And we're forgetting that at the end of the day, they're a human too. They're someone, they are someone's uh parent, they're someone's sibling, they are someone. And so we ha just have to remember to just care for them as we would want our loved one to be cared for as well and just treat them with respect. And if you start, you know, your treatment of them that way, you're going to see things turn out so much better than what they could have been, you know. Um, she was speaking of a, uh, Dr. Muslim was speaking of a case where there was someone who was just filling the meds for the simple fact of filling the meds because someone upset her there. And so it was just called, I believe she called it soft fraud. I think that was the word she used where it was just like not a huge and exorbitant amount of money, but still it was something small that was happening because the injured employee wasn't treated nicely. So I just think putting that to the forefront of everything is, is super important as well. Um, and I just, I just wonder how AI is going to come in and transform work comp. Honestly, that's something that, of course, you know, has me a little bit worried at the same time, right? But I'm, I'm curious to see how that'll go and how it will change our work comp industry. So there's a lot of things to be looking forward to. And I, I hope to see it all change for the better because it has been kind of um, a little bit of a mundane, time-consuming process in the past. And I would love to see things, you know, escalate and change for the better and just technology get involved and we treat these people better and get them back to work and things like that. So I, we've said this over and over and over again, like we were all amazed with the pandemic for years. We've been hearing, Oh, we can't do it that way. It'll take too long to change it. It's just, it's impossible. And then all of a sudden pandemic comes along and wouldn't you know, within two months, we're doing things way different than we were before the pandemic. So they can be changed. They can be done. Um, we just have to keep our eye on the ball, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I we have to wrap. I, we say this every time, but this has been certainly true on this episode, Clarissa. The time goes by and we feel like it's just been a minute or two, but um, it has been almost 40 minutes. So um, 
I'm going to ask you one last question. And I want you to tell us something that most people don't know about you. What is something you can share with us that most people don't know about you? Oh my goodness. Um, Fun fact I found out actually a couple of years ago was I am a 13th generation Mayflower descendant. Wow. Yeah. So I can actually go through the government and get some kind of certificate to, to prove that. So actually just found that out that a couple of years ago and really haven't shared it with my friends or anything or anyone really, because I was like, I don't really know if it's worth sharing, but I think it's pretty cool, you know? So that is, that is cool and interesting. So I guess we're all certain number of generations descendants, but, um, I've gotten, sir, I've gotten really close, but not, not so traceable to where I can say, okay, this is how many generations, but I've been tracing my history and it's interesting to do that. So that is really a cool fact. That really is. Yeah. Not one from, from the Mayflower here. (laughs) Oh, that's true. (laughs) Well, I meant, okay. So you're right. I said that wrong. I love that. You got me. You got me. He's laughing because he knows I know his story. He's like, <laughs> so you are first generation from like from Cuba. So, but no, you didn't come directly from Cuba. You went to May, uh, Spain, right? Yeah. First. Yeah. So I know his story. So that was silly oh, wow. of me to say that. Oh, I know you guys yeah. love the Latin culture. I've also been taking salsa and bachata lessons for over a little bit, two years now. I love it. It is so fun. Oh, Isn't it fun? Oh, it's amazing. And a great workout. Oh, it's a great workout. So you're going to love when you hear the episode, it's going to have some awesome uh, Latin music on it. Casa de Campo. So yeah, I heard that when I listened. I was like, this is so cool. I love this. (laughs) So Ralph, anything else? We got to go. No, no, we got to go. Thank you so much, Clarissa. How much fun to meet you. You're awesome. Um, we're big fans and we're going to follow your career. We're going to follow you for sure. I, um, I anticipate wonderful and incredible things. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks so much. And we'll, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing you again soon. So hasta luego. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. <laughs> Damas y caballeros. Gracias por estar con nosotros hoy en Deconstructing Comp, un podcast sobre workers' compensation. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Deconstructing Comp, a podcast about workers' compensation. Please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to give us a rating and a review so others can find us too. Find us on LinkedIn at Rafael Gonzalez or Yvonne Guibert. Also, look for us on Twitter at DeconstructComp. Hasta luego!